0: Hey Veriton friends, this is Mike Bradley again, Veriton Energy Strategist. We wanted to drop you a quick review for the week of May 6th for energy equities, bonds, and commodities. We also wanted to give you some key economic stats and energy events to be on the lookout in the coming week. And finally, we attached a link with our discussion this week with CNBC about the state of the commodity and energy markets. So let's start off with a broader market performance this last week. As you all know, this was an extremely volatile week for both bond and equity markets. However, what's amazing is that even with all this volatility in the broader markets like the S&P and Dow, we were just flattish on the week. So how volatile were markets? Looking at the Dow on Wednesday, the Dow was up roughly 1,000 points by Jerome Powell saying that a 75 basis point type increase in Fed funds rate was pretty much off the table. Now, that statement is downright ridiculous because this was the same person who said for many months that inflation was transitory. Markets know that the Fed is still way behind the curve, which is why the 10-year bond shot right through 3.1% this last week, and why the market was down over 1,000 points on Thursday. So from an energy equities perspective, the S&P Energy Index this week was up roughly 8%, E&Ps were up roughly 10%, oil services was up roughly 4%, U.S. majors were up around 6%, and refiners were up a little over 10%. On the other hand, the ICLN Clean Energy ETF was down about 1.5% for the week. Year to date, this ETF is down 12% and trails the energy sector by roughly 60%. Lastly, on energy equities, it was the best performing S&P sector for the week and pushed energy as a percent of the S&P up to 4.5% from 4.2% in the prior week. From a commodity perspective, it was another decent week across the board. Crude oil was up between 3% to 5% with Brent rallying to roughly 112 per barrel and WTI crude oil up to about 110 per barrel. Natural gas was again the star of the week, with natural gas rallying 15% to close at roughly $8.50 per mmbtu. Natural gas is up 125% on the year and it's at the highest price since 2008. European natural gas was up slightly on the week and closed at roughly $33 per mmbtu. And coal price, both U.S. and European, were pretty flattish on the week, which makes a U.S. natural gas rally even that much more stunning. As to the economic stats that will influence bond commodity equity markets this week, it's a no-brainer. It's going to be the CPI and PPI measures. For CPI, consensus is for roughly 0.2% increase versus last month's of 1.2%. And for PPI, consensus is for an 0.5% increase versus last month's 1.4% increase. So what should you be looking for this week in energy? There will be a large amount of new energy companies reporting, and for them, regulatory issues, cash burn, inflation, and logistics will likely prove ripe areas for discussion. From a traditional energy standpoint, for the most part, Q1 reports are behind us, with last week being a very, very heavy week for EMP's reporting. Last week, the key determinant for EMP's relative performance was how well companies contained inflation and held to prior 22 capex budget guidance. For the most part, larger-cap EMPs did a better job holding 22 budgets firm. On the other hand, several mid- and small-cap EMPs boosted 22 capex higher, and this led to their relative underperformance. We warned that there would be 22 capex creep evident on Q1's calls, and that it would likely be something in the mid-single-digit percentage range, and that's exactly what happened. Furthermore, this isn't going away because we do think inflation issues will continue to linger in coming quarters. Which is why we are more positively disposed to North American oil service firms at this point. Other area of focus on EMP calls was return of capital. This quarter saw many more companies pledge and actually deliver higher base dividends, variable dividends, and share buybacks. We'd say that variable dividends were the real standout this quarter with some truly monster payouts and with most EMPs paying out well over 50% of free cash flow. On the other hand, share buybacks this quarter were a little bit less aggressive and more opportunistic. So if e equities hold at these levels, then you should probably expect that variable dividends will again prove to be the biggest component of free cash flow and buybacks again will be more opportunistic. So that's a wrap up of this week's events. We hope you have a great weekend and we especially thank you for being a friend of Ayrton.